cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Terry Lynn here with Travis Marziani. Today, we're going to talk about hiring, firing, and some lessons from the trenches uh, kind of in the past year or two. So most of the stuff will be from Travis because, you know, he has a production crew, uh, you know, in the office. He has a physical office, you know, some assistants here and there. So we're going to talk about kind of some lessons that he's learned uh, from hiring then. So Travis, what's going on, man? So two big uh, announcements. One very much personal be dance for stuff that I'm excited I finally got off my plate. And that is, if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, you've probably heard me talk about the catalog for a, a year back. I've been wanting to do a catalog for our business. A lot of our target demographic isn't really online shoppers. They're old school. They're women in their 40s, 50s. They like catalogs. So that is finally uh, the, the first, I mean, the final draft, I don't know, I guess what the terminology is, is sent off to the printers. They still have to send me a sample to make sure everything's good. So I'm not in the clear yet, but I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. So that is the first really big announcement there. So why is it off to China? Well, so we're getting our printing, um, we're going to print a thousand catalogs and it would cost, I think, one quote we got to print and ship them was like 12 thousand dollars from the u.s where doing it in china was two thousand dollars and then we just ship them as we need them so um it would have been even just for the printing it was like three four times the price to print them in the u.s so really and how big is this catalog it's like 100 pages or so oh wow twelve thousand to print i guess all the photos and all that stuff i think that included shipping Mm -hmm. charges as well but like when i looked at the the math just didn't make sense because Shipping would have only been like a thousand dollars or two, th- yeah, like a thousand dollars, and then yeah, if you freight it over, it's like fifteen hundred ish, thousand oh, to fifteen hundred. No, I meant like the U.S. store, like a U.S. company was going to automatically ship them to a list of um, a list that we gave to them, but that probably doesn't make sense for us. We'd rather the actual shipping from China to here is going to be three hundred bucks. So yeah, like shipping the whole catalogs in a box to you guys essentially. exactly yeah and then we're just yeah. going to kind of piece piece by piece send them out so we'll probably send out a few hundred dollar vip customers and then we'll send out more as needed and i think that's probably a better approach rather than just bulk sending out a thousand to you know a list kind of thing yeah so in this catalog they can just call you guys and order off the SKU numbers in there or what's kind of the how, how does a catalog work i guess really quickly I mean, the idea would be to get them to still go to the website but they can call us up and just order so uh, and we make that very clear like throughout the catalog just because it, so basically it's separated into three steps so the first one is fi- find your style and then the second is find your color slash fabric that's really you know to me that's one step because um, certain colors are only offered in certain fabrics and then step three is to figure out your size. So if they wanted to, they could call up and say, hey, I need to place an order this big. I'm hoping that they still go to the website. I'm hoping it's just like for people that would never think to Google dance clothing, they realize, oh, I can just go to this bdancer.com. But if they want to call us, they can. It's fine. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, cool. Yeah, so for me, I uh, kind of was distracted in August a little bit. Uh, in September, went to Singapore for a bit for visa runs. So I got to get back on the train for a lot of stuff. So I'm working on a roundup post now and some spotlight marketing uh, with other shelters, rescues to get some more traffic to the site. Because uh, I kind of took a big drop in the last month. and I kind of need to get the ball rolling again. So, yeah. And uh, also, yeah, I'm going to the factory in two weeks. Uh, I got to get this shipment of blankets on the boat soon. So uh, finally got the packaging done and the labels 
and a thank you card. And I just got to like get this all to the factory, have them piece it together, and then go there and check it before it goes on the boat, essentially. So, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. You got some big, big stuff coming up. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, um, so the idea is that with these roundup posts, um, what I'm doing is uh, what's the number one tip for adopting a shelter dog or cat, right? So I'm going to all these shows, like, hey, what's your number one tip? And it'll be one of those like expert roundup posts you see in a lot of internet marketing spaces, but I think no one's really doing this in the animal space, so it might be pretty cool to have them share it once it's live. And then from the people that respond, you know, maybe 20 or 30, I use them as, hey, by the way, do you want to be interviewed on our blog, like a spotlight marketing thing to kind of keep pushing that momentum is kind of the plan too so to be clear you're going to american like shelters right yeah just, yeah, just exactly. emailing them okay yeah because because the product will be shipping from the u.s right so like if i right. get a bunch of customers in uk and i have to pay shipping like it doesn't make any sense no, uh, no. essentially too so yeah Alrighty, so let's get started then uh oh i guess one more thing right you have an e-commerce retreat coming yeah, up next just week. just uh yeah real quick uh, it'll be by the time this episode airs, it will be like that that week. So it's October seventh, eighth, and ninth. And really, it's just um, a bunch of friends that I've made in LA. We're going down to San Diego. We're gonna rent. I'm really excited. We have some really high caliber people going, and I, w- I won't drop any names here just in case. I don't know if there, there's any privacy issues, but we have some really good people going. If you do want to meet up, if you're in the San Diego area or the Southern California area let me know. We're going to definitely be going out, getting dinners and hitting up the beach. But I also want to put out there, I'm probably going to do this, try to do this at least once a quarter. So if you're interested in the next time I do something like this, getting on the list for it, send me an email, travis at buildmyonlinestore.com. And I'll definitely consider you for the next one that we do. But yep. How long is this? Is it like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing? Or how many days are you guys doing it this time? Yeah, so we're just doing it for the weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think that, I mean, we're going to see it out. This is the first time I've done it. And we're just going to see how that works. Eventually, I'd love to do like the really big, you know, conferences or something like that. But I think this is a good way for me to get started and test it out. I'd love to do something where it's like, Maybe you know the next few ones is like this, me and five other people, six people, really small and tight, but eventually get up to 10, 20, 25. I mean, I imagine if we had a group of 25 e-commerce entrepreneurs in, uh, it'd have to be like a mansion or maybe we rent out a hotel or whatever kind of thing. That'd just be a really fun experience. So yeah, it'll be for yeah. the weekend and for the foreseeable future, it'll probably just be a weekend. Yeah, sounds cool, sounds cool. All right, so let's get started then. So hiring, firing, and lessons from the trenches. So this episode kind of came from last time when we were talking about just general updates and you mentioned that you had an assistant but then you let her go, kind of some things that worked out, some things that didn't. So we're gonna talk about kind of the lessons you've learned. Uh, Either A, hiring production staff, assistants, VAs, and all that type of stuff. So where do we start? So I'm, I'm just going to tell the story. I mean, I did, I talked about last time I recently moved and I'm actually going to be settled in to Santa Monica. I'm planning on staying here. So I just wanted to hire somebody to take over some of the work that, that needs to be like American. It needs to be someone in the U S and needs to be an American uh, English speaker, but it basically the stuff that I don't want to do, the things that are just a little bit below my pay grade. So I've wanted to hire someone. I, We've posted a lot of jobs before on Craigslist. So I posted this job on Craigslist as well. I do have to say the candidates I got were pretty bad. Like, uh, yeah, because, well, A, it's Craigslist. I think when I heard that, I was like, oh, Craigslist. <laughs> but I mean, you know, everyone says that, but where else do you hire people from? Like, what, what's the alternative? Well, you'd make a posting on your blog and then have your friends share it online. Like, that's what a lot of other DC guys do. 
online and you end up getting like 20 30 shares from that too so i just don't i mean i want someone local so i don't want like a, a virtual person i really oh i see what you, yeah if you, yeah local and I, I would not do craigslist personally just because it's a lot of weird people there <laughs> everyone says i i will say the uh, we've hired a lot of people off craigslist and most of them turned out great so yeah, uh, I'd, I'd probably do like a Facebook ad. Honestly, I would just do five bucks a day and see what happens, and I like have I, the have the targeting. Because we had a friend who did that. It seemed to do, got like five candidates that were pretty well. Really? So I don't I'd know. be curious to see. I mean, I I wouldn't completely because I've talked to a lot of people about this, and everyone has the same reaction. But I'm, I ask them, well, what do you do? And they say, no, you have to do Craigslist. Uh, I mean, the other alternative is going to a college, but the problem if you're going to like a community college. You're not. You're going to get someone that's still in school, so it's, they're not going to be able to be full time. They're probably if they're going to a community college, their goal isn't to work for you. Their goal is to go off to college. Um, I mean, there's there's probably other options. I don't think Craigslist is is deserves as bad of a, a reputation as it gets. But you know, I just have yeah, probably off the top of your head. That's what most people know. Well, I think Jeez. most people think of just oh, that's weird. I think it's kind of an antiquated belief of like oh, ew, like I don't want to meet someone off Craigslist, like almost like it's a dating thing. Yeah. Well, I guess you could ask your customers too, right? Like, hey, if you know anyone, here's a form they can fill out. I didn't, you want, see where I, I, I didn't want a dance clothing person though. I wanted basically an assistant, you know? So that's, hmm. and I also, like I said, I wanted it to be someone that's gonna, I mean, part of the reason I wanted to hire someone is so they would come into the office and I'd have some human interaction throughout the day, to be quite honest, and be able to easily, like one of the problems I hate about my VAs is that I have to make a video and show them and tell them how to do things and blah, blah, blah. It'd be nice just to have someone to be like, hey, take care of this, you know? Yeah. Well, why don't you want someone that's in dance clothing? I'm kind of curious. Uh, because it was going to be a lot of like the effective e-commerce stuff as well. And, oh, like, a lot so it's of not YouTube for e-dance. I see. It's I see. both. Right. It's everything. It's, it's my assistant. So my time right now is probably split up you know, one third to be dance wear, one third to effective e-commerce and one third to random other things. And I wanted them to be on all that, like especially the random other things. Like for instance, let's say I have some, uh, you know, DMV paperwork. I want some, I need to get filled out. I don't want to do that. I'm like, here you go. You take care of this, you know? Yeah. Huh. All right. Fair enough. Or, yeah. So, uh, you put the ad out and then how many responses did you get? Uh, let's say five, um, and I'll, I'll go into it in just a second, like what exactly the interview process was. So actually, I'll just go into it now. Basically, in the ad, I said, I need you to email me, change the subject line to I want to work for you, and write like a paragraph about why you think you'd be a good candidate for this position. And um, a lot of people don't do either one of those. Like so many people just have their canned responses and they just send it out. Uh, the person I ended up hiring, and this should have been a red flag, and I'm really disappointed in myself for not take like not considering this. But basically, she didn't change the subject line of the email, but she did have a pretty good one paragraph about why she wanted to work for me. So, mm -hmm. so her attention to detail wasn't as good as I thought yeah. it was, and then you overlooked it essentially. Yeah, in, in an ideal world, I just didn't want to set it up. But in an ideal world, I would just have a filter that deletes everything that doesn't have the subject line change. Like why waste my time? Now that being said, a lot of people did, they did do both and still ended up being uh, poor candidates. So what I would do is once I got that information, I just wanted to skip right ahead to the, the phone call interview just cause I feel like you can learn more about someone doing that than you can anything else. 
So I'll actually, I'll just quickly go over some of the uh, questions that I'd asked them. Mm-hmm. So what, what did you like about your last job and what didn't you like? I think you can learn a lot like about what somebody says, what, the, what they liked, and also how honest are they going to be about what they didn't like? I think a lot of it comes down to how they frame it too. It's like, oh, like, oh, I hated my boss. He was such a bitch and, you know, he's such an asshole. And then versus just like, oh, hey, it was difficult, but I learned to do this and do that better next time. Like there's ways that you can frame things too, I think. And I mean, well, actually one of the biggest questions I'd look at is the resume. And if they don't like if they don't have a job anymore, what happened at your last job? Uh, it's really interesting to hear what people say. You know, they can say, oh, well. You can tell when they get fired, they'll say certain things. And it's just really interesting to hear what people will say, why they don't have that job anymore. And almost more telling is if they, it says like current and they're, they're about to quit their job. It's like, well, why are you about to quit? Because I'm thinking if they're about to, like, how do I know when I hire them, they're not going to do the same thing and try to find another job while they're still working for me. So that's another big question I like to ask them. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't expect someone to work for you forever. I think that's a fair assessment to be kind of be worried because you don't want to hire someone a month later, have them leave. Yeah, I mean, you don't you can't expect them to work for you forever. But yeah, exactly. You don't want them to work for you for a month and leave. So it's like, why are you leaving? Because if someone if someone says, oh, I'm leaving this job because it's too hard. Well, it's like, OK, don't work for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is why a lot of our friends have like either like a one month or three month probation. I think three months is a little long, but I think one month usually you can tell if it's working out or not. Right. Uh, really quickly too. Like for one month, like the first week they're onboarding. Second week, you know, work out the kinks. Third week, you should know if they can handle it or if they can't essentially. And then fourth and fifth week is like, do they actually keep it up? And then you should know by a month, I think. Right. Uh, some other questions I'd ask them is like, what was your main task at your last job? And how did you do whatever that task is? So I, I might go through their resume and say, oh, how did you actually get this task done? Like, what were the steps? Because people will say like, oh, we, in, you know, I increased the Instagram following. I'm like, okay, how'd you do that? And if they don't have a good answer for that, eh, they probably weren't really, you know, in charge of that. They're, they're probably just kind of following along. A lot of it's like specifics, right? Like, yeah, what did you do? Did you like comment on stuff? Did you use a bot? Did you post a lot of stuff? Like it's very getting granular with a lot of these things. And I think a lot of people on resumes, I mean, maybe it's well-intentioned. Oh, we, they want to look better. Like, oh, we helped our team grow sales by 20%. Well, what did you do? Did you do PPC, AdWords, SEO, whatever, right? So the, uh, I just got a few more left, but what's the one accomplishment you're most proud of? So this is, I want to, I like asking a few kind of random questions. And this one is like in your life, what's the number one thing you're the most proud of? And I've had people say some things that I'm like, really, if that's the thing that you're the most proud of in your life, like, ugh, we probably shouldn't be, probably shouldn't work here. Uh, like I beat Call of Duty on hard or something like that. Yeah, I, I've definitely, yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't remember the specifics, but I remember getting a few answers where I'm like, oh, that's not, uh, that's not the best answer. Um, what's one thing you'd like to do better or one thing you're planning on improving? To me, that's really a question of, are they a self-development type person? Are they actually trying to improve themselves or are they kind of a stagnant person? You can learn a lot about them based on what they say there. Yeah, it's like how Gary Vee talks about self-awareness, right? Like, are you aware enough of your own blind spots to actually go fix them? And or an A of, you know, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and how other people are perspect- perceiving that and all that jazz too. The, the next question, and this is one that stumped most people, but it's, I, I kind of like to see when I ask it how they respond, but if you could meet one person from history, who would it be? And 
I, I might actually rephrase that into if you could meet anybody, uh, it doesn't matter like what time, doesn't matter anything, who would it be? And one of the big things I was doing with that is trying to figure out, are they going to say, oh, I'd like to meet, I'd like to meet uh, Kanye? Or are they going to say, you know, I'd like to meet whatever, Einstein or someone. It's how much thought do they put into it? Is it something that they've thought about before? And um, how quick on their feet can they be? You know? Yeah. So it's kind of a tough question because I have a few, but I don't know. Maybe yeah, we but, could do that for if I were to ask, episode. So right now, uh, Terry, if you can meet one person, any, any period of history, it could be a person living or dead, who would it be? Uh, I think Carl Sagan might be on there. See, that's, uh, that's Einstein, a good answer. Einstein, Te- Nikola Tesla, obviously. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of other people. I mean, there's probably, I could probably like ten, but if I had to choose a top one, I need to like think about it right. for like a few minutes and actually like be like, hmm, is it this guy? Or is it this guy? And all that stuff. Well, it's kind of fun just to watch people struggle a little bit and see. And you know, to be honest, like Einstein's a, a cliche one. It's kind of yeah. I'm like, all right, well, that's not you know. When you said Carl Sagan, I'm like, okay, this guy knows you know his stuff. He's a smart guy. If I were to have a candidate say that, I'm like, all right, um, they're smart. They've been they've been reading either reading some books or watching some documentaries or whatever it is. Yeah, actually, I mean, you heard of this guy, Victor Frankl? Mm-hmm. He had the man, I'd probably meet him too, he, the Holocaust survivor guy who wrote about, I think, Man's Search for Meaning is a really good book too, so. Yeah, yeah, and I, so just from that answer, I can tell, oh, this guy reads, you know. So I yeah, think exactly. that question might be more geared for higher level people if I'm hiring someone on a salary type job, but I'm still going to yeah. continue to ask it. It was kind of, it was my most fun question asking people. And yeah. I think in the future when I ask it, I'm just going to let, I'm just going to sit in silence and let them kind of uh, flounder. Yeah. And then the big question, I think this is probably the, the most important question is what do you want to get out of, out of your next job? Whether you get hired for this job or not, what do you want to get out of it? And this question polarized a lot of candidates because I'd say, you know, what do you want to get out of your next job? I had one person literally tell me money. Like she's like, I just want to Mm -hmm. make some money. And I'm like, well, you're not the right person for this job because you know, if you want to just make money, you can go make money anywhere. This is about experience and learning and all that kind of stuff. It was a good post by Mark Suster. I think it's, is it time to learn or time to earn? And basically um, you know, as an entrepreneur and as a VC, there were two phrases where like, all right, maybe in early 20s, like you're not supposed to be making a lot, but you should be learning as much as you can. And then, you know, when you're in your 30s or 40s, that's when you actually focus on earning. And like everyone's life's, you know, story is different. But he was saying that whether you decide to take a job or do this, like it's like, are you here to learn or are you here to learn? Essentially, too, is a really good post. I'll link up to that later. Yeah, so I ended up hiring, I, I talked about it, I ended up hiring someone. I think it's okay since I'm, I'm omitting the name and all that kind of stuff, so I think it's okay to talk about. Um, but right off the bat, there was issues. Uh, there was issues, um, I, don't know, I don't know how much detail I should go into here, but she was late for her first day because she went to the wrong address. Uh, there's, it turns out there's a Santa Monica address version of my address and an LA one. Which is kind of mm-hmm. silly because we met right by my address the first time, and I said, "Oh yeah, I live right down the street." So that was kind of silly. <laughs> to be fair, since then I've had a pretty—I had a pretty smart friend do the same thing. Um, yeah. I told him, like I told him, I live in Santa Monica, and we played basketball at a court right by my house. And then he was going to come over, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm in LA. I guess your yours was the Santa Monica version." I'm like, "Yeah, man, you know that." Because there's a Santa Monica Boulevard or like somewhere in LA. No, no, no. That- so it's it's my address, which I will not give on this podcast. Yeah. Is you know, let, let's just say it was five 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 Westbrook. 
There's a yeah. 555 Westbrook in Santa Monica and one in uh, Los Angeles proper as well. So, mm-hmm. and they're 45 minutes away from each other. So anyways, went to the wrong one and that was kind of a big red flag. And instead of calling me and she had my number, she ended up calling the bee dancer office, kind of upset me that she didn't call me because she did mm-hmm. have my number, but I, I give her props for at least figuring out the bee dancer number and calling and telling my mom about it. But, um, on top of that, she was late a few times, uh, and then called in sick within her first two weeks, she called in sick twice. So I'm like on two separate Mondays and I'm like, okay, you know, that was kind of the final straw. Uh, but on top of that, I felt like when I'd give her tasks, it was definitely a sense of entitlement, which was interesting. Like, like, like really you're going to make me do this. And maybe I misread into it. I'm sure she would say, what are you talking about? I disagree, but I will say it kind of made me reflect on my own life and how entitled I am without even knowing it. You know, like how often I felt like, oh, I, I deserve a job just because, you know. Mm-hmm. Was, was she like a grad student, college student, college grad or? In between. Um, she was, yeah. I think she was finishing up at a community college going to a college. So it was, it was really interesting to see that. And like, I don't, I don't fault her necessarily for the entitlement, but to put it in perspective, I hired two virtual assistants in the Philippines and it cost me a third as much as it cost to have her. And they're doing just as good of a job, if not better but they actually want the job. And, um, you know, I'm sure did if you, I, yeah. Did you do any like trial tasks before you went with the hire or? No, you know, just I, like straight up interview and then. I, I have, uh, I have mixed feelings about that. Like I, I have a friend that's right currently hiring a bunch of VAs and he's giving them all like some pretty intense trial tasks. And I'd be kind of pissed if someone made me do a bunch of work and, um, yeah, made me do a bunch of work and wasn't going to pay me for it. I feel like that that you should pay someone like at least something. Be like, hey, I'm going to give you five dollars. Uh, this should take you about thirty minutes. If it takes you longer, well, then you know I don't. You don't get hired anyways. So maybe maybe next time I do some trial tasks. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's because usually it'll save you some headache if they can't even do some tasks for like an hour, rather than hiring them and having them like ruin your life for like two weeks or more. Yeah, I mean, I will say though, I've hired a decent amount of other people that have done pretty well. Um, I'll actually, I'll, I'll go over some of my biggest lessons learned. I, I'd say the number one thing that I realized, and I've heard this before, but it's one of those mistakes you kind of have to make on your own. So hopefully I'm saving some people some trouble, but chances are you still have to go make this on your own is go with your gut. Like I really think there's something innately in our DNA that can tell if we can work well with someone else or not. I mean, I from the moment I met this person, I wasn't sure. I was kind of 50-50 and my gut said, uh, I don't know. Part of the reason my gut said, I don't know, is because she didn't change that email subject line. As small as that sounds, it really ate at me. But even in person, I'm like, all right, seems like it'd be good, but not great. So I think there's something innately human about being like, all right, with this person, if you were on a desert island and let's say there was a thousand other people on this desert island, who would you pick to be part of your tribe? Like the classic, the maximum maximum number of people in a tribe should be 150 people. Would this person be one of your 150 people that like you'd go survive in the forest with? If it's not, then I don't think you should hire them and pay, give them money to hang out with or to do tasks for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my thought. So it kind of goes into, this is a Derek Sivers um, way of looking at things, but it's 
especially when it comes to hiring and paying people literally out of your pocket, paying them money to work for you, it should either be, hell yes, I'm really excited to, for this person to work for me, or no. There's no in-between. If it's an in-between, it's a no, basically. So Yeah, a good, a good friend, Mark Manson, says the same thing for like dating, too. It's like, if it's not a hell yes or a hell no, like it's like a lukewarm, it's like, ah, uh, like uh, it's a drag sometimes, yeah. too. And I think as you get older, you get more... I guess strict with your time, or you, you learn what your boundaries are, right? And I think a lot of comes with hiring is like working with people is the same thing. Like, yes, do I like working with him? Do I like hanging out with him? Yes, no, then I won't make any effort uh, and all that stuff too. Exactly, and it says it sounds silly, but I didn't want to put up a new Craigslist ad because it cost forty five bucks. Um, so I I went with who I thought was the best of the bad candidates. I realistically should have tried one more time on Craigslist because I, like I said, I have had success and if it didn't work again, maybe try out some other type of method. I, I'd be interested in the Facebook ads thing, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know how well that would actually work. Yeah. Well, you think about $45 for a Craigslist ad versus $5 a day for a week or like $10, you know, for Monday to Friday, you probably get more impressions there, but it's, I mean, it's got to be a five dollar a day minimum on. Facebook yeah, exactly. Ads. Yeah, so they're like ten dollars a day for Monday to Friday, fifty bucks versus a Craigslist ad. I mean, who knows? So what, would it, what would it be like? I mean, are you running what? What kind of ad or is it just like an ad that goes to your website and they can apply online or how does it work? Yeah, just add to a Google form essentially, and but then it's like, well, how well do you know what you're looking for? How well do you want to target? And you could just target based off, I guess, what interests you're looking for, and what you're hiring for, I guess, right? Huh. I just I mean, don't. I was, I was, was, was trying out. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if you could say like people looking for a job. I mean, once again, it's it's a ten to twelve dollar an hour job I'm looking for. I'd feel very differently if it was a salaried position. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's my rant. So, so I guess the question is, how much did this actually cost you besides the monetary and the time thing? How much do you think it cost you? Um. Okay, so I mean, I'll, I'll say the monetary easy first because that's easier to measure. It was probably about 500 bucks that I paid her. That being said, I did get some work done. Like she did do stuff. It's not mm-hmm. like I just gave her money and she, you know, it was training for the first two weeks. She did do stuff, uh, but probably realistically the stuff she did, if I had a VA do it, it would have cost 30 bucks, 40 bucks, which is and how long? I, how long did you take to hire her in terms of like setting up the ad, interviewing people and all that stuff? Did you ever calculate all that? Uh, I thought about it, but I mean, that had to happen either way. Yeah. Because, like, so I, I'd say everything up until the actual hiring of her would happen whether I walked away and hired her or whether I, you know, or if I didn't. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. could, I could calculate that, I guess, as well if you want, but I still think it's a net positive. Like, this was a really good experience. I'd say it was a five to $700 lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it better next time. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer of just failing forward, learning from your mistakes. And I'd rather, I'd rather do it wrong one time or three times even than spend three months trying to do it right the first time, you know? Yeah. Well, these things, no one teaches you how to hire out of school or like, you know, no. like, oh, here's the golden way to hire. Like, there's just no right or wrong way to. So, and you and especially better. for every business, every business is different too, right? What you're looking for at that point in time, right. job requirements and the candidates that come back too. So it's like. You know. kind of questions like I found myself like I actually kept a Google Doc and I'm like all right what uh, what questions do I want to ask and I started thinking about and as you get into it you'd think of a good question You're like oh I should ask the next person this um, yeah so I mean it, it was definitely a good experience 
Yeah. So you're going to hire another assistant soon or what's your plan? I don't know. I'm going back and forth on that. I might try to get someone that is in college and just do someone that's part-time because realistically, once I hired this person, I realized, oh, a lot of this stuff a VA can do. So yeah. I, but the problem is it's the middle of the semester right now. So I don't know if I could get, I'd love to get another unpaid intern, which I, I don't think it would be too hard, but yeah. But then I don't know, you, could, you probably wouldn't get good call. Like who wants to work for free? So hard. I, like, I, just, I mean, almost actually I, I might disagree. Like, I um, mean, if you find the right person, sure. But right. I mean, the kids these days, who knows? Right. I mean, I'm not that, I'm not that old. Uh, it wasn't that long ago I was doing unpaid internships. Um, yeah. I think sometimes some of the top people, they don't, they don't need the money. Like they have their parents paying for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. it's like, so they're, they're thinking, well, whatever, I'll take an unpaid internship. I mean, if I'm getting someone for 10 to 15 hours, I might, I'd try it out again. But, uh, yeah. the only negative side to that yeah, is I think like 10 to 15 unpaid. Like if you're asking for like 30 a week unpaid, that's just, I don't no, think that's, that's going to work. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, some of the bigger companies do that, but I, I think that's messed up unless it's yeah. like, someone that's out of college and you're going to do it for a month unpaid. And if it works out, it leads into a job, which yeah, is illegal, yeah. but that's, yeah, and that's another topic that HR stuff that we don't know. So yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So that's it for this episode. Uh, we'll catch you guys in two weeks. So uh, hopefully these lessons on hiring from the trenches will help you out and I'll catch you guys next time. All right. Catch you guys later.